0: You know, growing up, I was always scared of the forest at night. As weird as it may sound, it felt unnatural. Nothing was moving, most of the wildlife was asleep or silent. You could barely see your hand in front of your face because the trees blocked out the moonlight. It was like you wandered into a completely different location from the forest that you knew during the day. But as I grew older, I realized... The forest at night is probably one of the most natural events on Earth. The animals aren't just asleep, they're resting, restoring and conserving energy that drives them during the day. The growth of tall, healthy trees is what blocks out the moonlight, making it easier for nocturnal predators to hunt. It's not like a different location, it's like seeing the ecosystem on pause. It's been two days since I first got here at the Huron National Forest. Most of the first day was spent unpacking and resting from the trip. Today, well, today I talked with the lead investigators on the case. I wasn't expecting the FBI to be here, but I suppose something this big wouldn't just involve the park services anymore. Over the course of the past two months, over 30 hikers, visitors, park employees have disappeared without a trace from the forest. Missing person cases in national forests aren't unheard of of course, but such a large amount over such a short period of time? All in the same location? That's more than a little odd. Agent Holm and the rest of the investigation team pretty much declined to speak on the subject until more concrete info came to light the little bit of information that I did manage to get out of them was just that there hasn't been any physical evidence to speak of. Like the victims just vanished. No fading footprint trails, no torn clothing artifacts, nothing. They didn't just disappear, no, they're gone. Completely. If it weren't for the reports and the fact that some of the victims worked for the park, it would have been hard to know they were even here in the first place. Park ranger Melanie Adagy was the one who first noticed the large amount of folks who were disappearing. All of them solo hikers or rangers who were stationed alone. No one picked up on the pattern for two or so weeks because, well, they had no partner or family present to report them as missing. The reports rolled in slowly at first. The worried mother, Mrs. Betsy Dahl, was the first one to call. Her daughter, Ranger Georgette Dahl, was stationed alone at one of the lodges a bit deeper in the forest. Georgette would call every night while at work, but Mrs. Dahl hadn't heard from her in a week. After that, it was Mr. Arthur Centuro. His son was on a solo camping trip that was only supposed to last three days. Again, after not hearing anything from his son for a week, Mr. Centuro grew worried. Then it was Dr. Madeline Ross calling about her husband, James Waller about his wife. The calls and reports became more and more frequent to the point where there were sometimes multiple a day. Thirty-six folks in total are gone. There aren't many theories or ideas yet about exactly what happened. Agent Holmes said it may be the work of one person or a larger group. The park rangers are too scared to even come up with a hypothesis some local type saying it's the beginning of the rapture, or alien abductions. Whatever's happening to these people, though, needs to be stopped. It's odd, because if I wasn't involved with this story, and aware of the investigation, I'd probably be living my normal life right now just like everyone else is, completely unaware of the fact that so many lives have just vanished. The park is turning away visitors for the time being, but is there really any guarantee that anything will turn up? It's such a large forest, and without a single piece of evidence, now for almost forty people it's se- But... I digress. Now isn't the time to editorialize. Although, I guess this is just my thoughts and notes. Just speaking to myself, well... well, and you. What do you think, Miss Cooper? Does it seem like there's any hope of finding these people? My heart wants to say, of course, but my head certainly tells me otherwise. I don't want to postulate too much, but it's quite possible that the... What? Hold on, they're calling for me over by the lodge. I'll be right back. Today marked disappearance number 37. Twelve-year-old Marcus Wheelan was reported missing today by his teenage sister. He came on a trip with her and some of her friends to go hiking for the day. His sister, Jamie, said that one moment he was walking behind them, and then the next he was gone. Of course, Jamie thought he just wandered off or stopped to tie his shoe as kids do. But, yeah... No trace of him found anywhere near where he vanished. Even the footprints in the mud that should have been trailing behind the rest of the groups are gone. Marcus, too, he's... He's the first one, under the age of 20, to go missing. I've only been here for two days, and I know it's just a story I'm working on, but it just hurts my heart. So many families without answers. Friends and loved ones who've been separated by some something i don't know a lot still none of us do but i do know this these people don't deserve this hell we don't even know if they're still alive i don't know all we can do all i feel like i can do right now is just sit and wait but I may be a reporter and a civilian bystander, but I want to help as much as I can, wherever I can. There has to be something we can do, while these poor families have no other option left but to hope and pray. Hope and pray that whatever's happened to these folks will be undone, and they'll be able to return safe and sound. I hope so. For their sake. Martin Holloway